You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. This episode presented by Andy Fidock. The reading today is from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 28, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire, do not treat prophecies with contempt, test everything, hold on to the good, avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all your brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you could have a hotline to anyone in the world, who would it be? Guaranteed that they will always pick up and they will always listen to what you have to say. I asked some of the youth and my friends here at St. John's. Some people said their mum, their sister. Someone said their psychologist, especially if they don't have to pay for these phone calls. Someone said their dog, if their dog could speak English. We had Gandalf, Aslan. Someone said that they would love if their boss was a hotline because they never seem to pick up when they have an important question to ask them. Personally, I'm pretty stoked that here in Australia, we have a hotline to emergency services in our country. Uh, Also that we have crisis mental health support as a hotline when we need it. I think that's incredible. But I think we can do even better than any of those examples. One of the most incredible, unbelievable, extraordinary, and honestly crazy sounding beliefs that myself and other Christians claim is that we have a 24-7 direct access hotline to the creator of the universe. I'm talking God himself. And you don't need 4G coverage to talk to God. You don't even need a phone number. Our Bible reading today uh, says that we should be expressing to God our joy and delight always, praying continually and giving thanks in all circumstances, and that this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. It is because of Jesus Christ that we have this 24-7 access, direct access hotline to God. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he took on the punishment that we deserved, all our evil and sin that separate us from being able to come into relationship, being able to communicate freely with a perfect and holy God. Jesus took all that on when he died and then rose again. That's what gives us the free access to our God. So today is our last talk in the series of New Year's resolutions, looking at as a church and as believers in Jesus, what are the patterns and the priorities that we can be making in our lives this new year? And I get to talk about that hotline that we have to God because of Jesus, prayer. 
The reality is, though, that communicating with God, prayer, isn't the same as just your average conversation that you get to have with your friends and family daily. My uh, good friends, Ella and Scott and fellow youth leaders, uh, have put together a short skit to demonstrate. Hey, Ella. Hey, how are you doing? So, like, I was just listening to this talk and they were talking about how we have this, like, hotline to go. Mm-hmm. Prayer? Yeah, that's the word that they were yeah. using. Yeah. Um, so I really I like that idea. And Can we do it now? Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. Um, so, hey, God, um, how are you going? Cool. So does he, like, respond? Well, I mean... Um, sometimes. So I must have to do it louder. So it, hey God, how are you going? Now you can definitely hear you. Okay. Well, I'm really not convinced that he's responding though. Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's not usually audible. Like sometimes it's a feeling or like that prayer is answered and that's how you know. Okay. Um, I don't, maybe I need to like change my position. I've heard that people have like their hands clasps and like their, their eyes closed. Yeah, well, a lot of people do. A lot of people do that, so it must be really important for me to have a certain position. But well, kind of. You can, but, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to. So I could be doing, like, a cartwheel or, like, a bridge while I'm doing <laughs> a prayer, that kind of thing. I suppose. I don't know. I've heard people have particular words and stuff as well. Like, they tend to say, dear God and amen. Yeah. I, I wonder if I have to do those. I mean, no, you don't have to. There you don't have to. There aren't rules. But then there are like certain prayers that people pray that are like particular, like they they actually use the same words and again and again. Like yeah. that confuses me as well. What? I don't know, Scott. I don't feel like this is very helpful. I feel like I'm just confused. Well, how about I'll show you how I pray. We'll pray right now. Yeah. And maybe that'll give you an idea of one way. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Prayer can honestly be a bit confusing and strange. Whether you are just exploring faith in God, whether you've just become a follower of Jesus, or you've been a Christian for most of your life, everyone has different experiences of prayer that lead to pretty expectations between us of what prayer is supposed to look like and how it goes. So before we dive deeper into looking at the rhythms and patterns that you might want to develop in your life about prayer, I want you to reflect on these questions. What has your experience been surrounding prayer? How do you experience God communicating to you? Do you experience God communicating to you? And how have these things or do these things affect your expectations about how prayer is supposed to be? This is something really great. You might want to jot these questions down and bring them to your life group. Life groups are small groups that meet during the week here at St. John's where we delve deeper into questions like these, questions about faith and looking at God's word together and exploring it. And talking about these questions with other people can be a really great way to see, oh, I'm not alone in finding this confusing or hard or learning from other people. When my life group started a couple of years ago, we asked pretty similar questions about prayer, about talking to God. And it was super interesting. I'm someone who's prayed for a long time, since as long as I can remember. Love it. Find it pretty simple and, uh, well, most often pretty simple and feel comfortable about it at least. 
But there are other people in the group that said, honestly, I find group prayer especially really uncomfortable. I don't feel like God ever speaks to me, et cetera, et cetera. This was a great way for us to uh, develop intimacy as a group as we shared honestly our experience of prayer. Because everyone's experiences and challenges around prayer can be different, it can be hard for us to know, where do we even start? We know already that because of Jesus, we have free access to God. We can communicate with Him freely. But the reality is Jesus isn't walking among us anymore here on earth. So we can't just go up to Jesus and say, hey, can I have a chat? This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Our Bible reading today mentions the Spirit in verse 19. This refers to the Holy Spirit, who is the third person we know as Christians that is God and is part of who makes up the three persons of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When we accept Jesus as our Saviour, the Holy Spirit dwells within us and becomes our constant companion and our friend. This, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is an incredible resource for us when we pray because God often doesn't, for most people, respond in our lives in a clear and audible voice. It is the Holy Spirit who prompts us and guides us, uh, leads us with both the words to say when we pray, but also to understand what God is saying to us. And as Scott and Ella explored in this skit, this looks different for different people at different times. There's no hard and fast way that God communicates. Sometimes he communicates dramatically and sometimes more subtly and sometimes even it doesn't feel like he's communicating at all. For example, a friend in my life group, Megan, two years ago, she got diagnosed with a pretty bad prognosis of uh, leukemia. We were shattered. The group was shattered. Her family was shattered. It was a really rough time. So we got together after a Sunday at six service one week and we were like, all right, we just found this out. Let's pray for Megan. Let's pray uh, a bold prayer of healing. And one of the people in the group specifically prayed that the doctors would be shocked because Megan's uh, diagnosis would change. A couple of days later, I get a call from Megan. She says, Andy, you will not believe it. Uh, the doctors came in my room today and they said, they can't explain it. They are shocked, but my diagnosis has changed. She still had leukemia. She still had to go through chemo, but it was a far less severe version uh, that she ended up being diagnosed with. So we praised God. It was such a huge and really clear, dramatic way that God answered our prayer. We asked and he did it. Uh, Megan would be more than happy to share more about this. So if you bump into someone called Megan at Sunday at 6, ask them if this is the person I was talking about. You can find out more. Although God doesn't always uh, answer that dramatically, sometimes it is far more subtly. Often people describe the Holy Spirit as that kind of, uh, that prompting, like a thought coming into their mind that doesn't seem like one of their normal thoughts. Uh, about a year ago, I had the same name pop into my head often when I prayed. It was the name of someone I went to high school with. And I kept being like, God, I haven't seen this person for years. Like, why do I keep thinking of their name? But I went, all right, God, I'll pray for them. We reconnected at an event uh, a little while later, and I found out that they had been going through a really tough period in their lives. And so I praised God. I said, wow, I can't believe, God, that you love that person so much that even though I didn't seen them at the time, you were prompting me to be praying for them during that tough time. Often the answer to God's prayer can be even more subtle. 
uh, like feeling a sense of peace when we give over our burdens to God and he replaces it with his peace that he says in his word in the Bible he offers us. Our Bible reading today says, Do not quench the spirit and do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Prophecy describes communication with God or in all different kinds of ways in the Bible. We hear about it in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. But today, most simply put, prophecy equals messages from God. So when you sense that the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you something that God is communicating to you, don't quench it. Don't just ignore it and push it away and think, oh, that's probably not God. Yeah, probably not. Actually test it. Uh, Two ways that you can do that is ask, does what you feel like God is communicating to you line up with the God that you know about in the Bible? Secondly, ask your Christian family, ask people in your life group, ask people at church, hey, I think God is saying this. What do you think? Could you pray? Could you ask God and see what he says to you? Sometimes I think we can also quench the Holy Spirit by not even asking God, just assuming, oh, I already know what God has to say about this situation. There's no point in asking. Or maybe you feel really anxious about something or crushed by a situation that's been going on for a long time. You're like, there's no point in asking for God's help because he doesn't seem to be doing anything about it. Or maybe you feel like, I actually never sensed God communicating to me, so I gave up a long time ago. I challenge you this year, try again. Don't give up. Maybe God is answering you, but he's just not answering you in the way you want. Share that frustration with other people and share that frustration with God and ask others to pray for you. I want you to know that you're not alone. It is very normal. And the testimony and story of most believers that through periods in their life, they feel like God is silent. And that's when it's good for us to lean into and draw on other people to be praying for us. As Christians, we often throw away, throw around the term, the power of prayer. This power that uh, we see work through prayer will always remain a bit of a mystery to us. We don't fully get it because sometimes we pray a simple prayer, like the doctors will be shocked in my story with Megan, and God answers that sim- those simple words with a really dramatic and powerful response of our request. Other times we might pray over and over about suffering or evil that we see around us, and it just keeps happening. It keeps, it keeps going. In our Bible reading today, uh, it's actually the end of a letter that a guy named Paul was writing to uh, the church, one of the early churches in Thessalonica. And in this letter, he's encouraging these people to remain strong in their faith, despite the fact that they were suffering at the time. They were being persecuted because of their belief in Jesus. I imagine at the time, many of them were probably feeling a bit discouraged and being like, God, can you hear me? Am I saying something wrong that you're not helping us in our persecution? But what remains true then and still remains true for us now today is that there is no perfect formula or way for us for us to pray that will make God answer the way that we want. But he is a perfect God who is the way, who deserves our continual thanks and ongoing praise. In the midst of the suffering that the Thessalonians were experiencing, in Paul's letter, he encourages them to be rejoicing always and giving thanks in all circumstances. Because prayer isn't just about us bringing our questions, requests, or concerns before God. 
It's about us choosing to praise God, our perfect and holy God, giving Him thanks regardless of what is going on in us and around us. So this year, I pray that for you, this would become a priority in your life. You would be able to develop a pattern of prayer and communication with God. Kind of like a habit of exercise. You know that the more you do it, the easier it gets as your muscles grow stronger. Think of it like a muscle of prayer. The more you do it, the easier it's going to get and the more used to it you're going to be. So that when you too experience hardship and suffering in your life, you can confidently draw on that strength in prayer that you've already developed and keep praising and thanking God regardless of your circumstances. So if prayer is something that at the moment you find a bit strange or at times challenging, I have some suggestions for you now. Firstly, if you're someone who feels like when they pray, you don't have the right words and you'd prefer someone else to pray for you or just pray with others or not pray at all, I encourage you to have a go at praying the Lord's Prayer. This is a prayer that Jesus actually gave his disciples when they said, Lord, how do you want us to pray? We often pray this uh, during our services here at St. John's together, but give it a go praying it by yourself. It can be really helpful when you don't have the words to say to work through this kind of structure and help you to stay focused on talking to God. Maybe you're someone who's the opposite, who when you talk to God, you feel like you always have things to say. You're just going, riffing off, telling Him everything that's going in love, asking questions, saying things. I'd encourage you this year to try and develop a pattern of silence. Instead of just talking to God, why not listen to what God has to say? This personally is my challenge for myself because when I'm feeling stressed and anxious and busy, my prayers reflect that. They're a bit fast and all over the place. And I forget to leave that time to actually leave space to see if God's trying to communicate me, if the Holy Spirit is talking to me. I actually have to set aside time. This, uh, it can be really good to do short prayers throughout the day. That's not a bad thing. But actually, it can be a really special and beautiful time when we set aside that time, not just to speak, but to listen. So this year, I'm going to set five-minute timer and just sit with God for that amount of time. Maybe you'd like to make that your challenge too. And then over the year, let's see if we can lengthen that and spend more time focused in the presence of God. God knows that we all have different abilities, right? If you're like me, sometimes the idea of sitting in silence and trying to pray is a bit daunting because you're like, I'm not going to be able to stay focused that whole time. So if that's you, why not try something to kind of ground your mind and stay focused? Maybe journaling, drawing, or choosing something that God has created, a tree or the sky, and focusing on that as you talk to God to maintain your focus. A lot of people find things like the Lord's Prayer really helpful, as I mentioned, or reading through one of the Psalms uh, in the Bible. We've got heaps of resources there that we can pray through. Pray through. At different times in our lives, our rhythms, our patterns, the way that we choose to pray is going to look different. And that is okay. I was chatting to my mom about this, about prayer, and she said that when she was a young mom, when I was little and my sister was little, she found it really hard because she thought the prayer had to look like waking up really early in the morning, setting aside at least an hour and having a really long conversation with God. And she said she would get up and she would just start and fall asleep. And she was like, God, I can't be doing this. This is too hard. Um, God in His grace prompted her to pray in other times throughout her day. She found for her the best time was while she waited for me and my sister to go to sleep because I wouldn't let my mom leave the room until I was asleep. So instead of that being time when she's just waiting for me to sleep, she used that time to bring her praise and requests and worship to God. Uh, maybe you're someone who doesn't like 
praying in groups. I can relate. When I was in early youth, I dreaded group prayer. I was like, oh no, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I mess up my words? What if it sounds like I just copied someone else's prayer? So I'd rehearse the prayer in my head. And then after rehearsing it a few times, I'd be like, hey, God, you already heard it. I don't need to say it out loud. But praying in a group is a really beautiful and special way for us to feel connected to each other and feel connected to God as believers. So I would encourage you, if that's you, if you find it hard, pick maybe two friends that you make it a regular habit. When you see them, you also pray. I've done this with a couple of my friends and it really helped me grow my ability to pray with other people. And I love it. I know that when I see them, we're going to pray. If you're a group leader, maybe a life group leader, a youth leader, um, it's really good for you to be aware that not everyone in your group is comfortable with group prayer. It might be your responsibility to try and set an environment that's more comfortable. Something as simple as addressing that, hey, we're going to pray in a group. There's going to be moments of silence. That's okay. We don't have to fill all the silence. That's space for God to speak to us or for people to speak silently in their head. Because Jesus has made a way for people to be able to speak uh, to God thousands of years ago, that means we have thousands of years of history of people talking to God. If you're someone who usually prays really casually, you're like, hey God, what's up throughout your day, which is not a bad thing at all, you might like to try praying with a little bit more structure this year. This can be a really awesome way for us to remember who God is, that this holy and perfect God is allowing us to just speak to Him freely. And we can remember that with some set prayers, as Ella kind of mentioned she'd heard about. Uh, I really like that as part of an Anglican church, we have an Anglican prayer book. This is a book of prayers that have been put together uh, by faithfully and prayerfully by Christians for specific circumstances and remind us who God is while we pray. Also, as I was preparing this talk, I just Googled really old Christian prayers <laughs> and I got up a search result of all these awesome prayers that historical people have prayed that we too have as access to that we can pray. Paul also in our reading says in verse 25, brothers and sisters, pray for us. Paul knows that being prayed for by other people is powerful. If you're the kind of person who's like, oh, I don't need to ask anyone to pray for me. Like, it's not that important. God doesn't need to worry about it. It's fine. Ask. Actually ask this year other people to pray for you. Don't be quenching the Holy Spirit, assuming that you don't need prayer. Great time to do this is that in our in-person services and the last couple of songs, we usually have opportunity to pray up the back with someone who's happy to pray for you confidentially. Also in your life group is another really good place. Otherwise, just tap someone on the shoulder at the end of service and say, hey, can you pray for what's going on in my life at the moment? I've just given you a lot of suggestions and that list is by no means exhaustive ways to pray. Again, I want to remind you, there is no perfect formula or way to pray that will get God to answer you the way you want. But he is a perfect God who is the way, who deserves our thanks and our praise. Prayer is not about us becoming more worthy or being a better Christian by doing it more often. No, Jesus made you worthy and fully accepted you into his family by what he did on the cross. What God does do for us through prayer is continue to transform us. In verse 23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless for the coming of Jesus Christ. Paul uses here the word sanctify. This describes Christians being set apart as free and righteous before God because of what Jesus has done. 
This word also describes the ongoing process of transformation that we experience, of us becoming more holy and more like God. In verse 24, Paul makes it, makes it clear, the one who calls you, which is God, is faithful and he will do it. So this works, work of sanctification and transformation isn't our hard work. It is what God is doing through us and in us. So living life, regularly praying, making that a daily pattern for you is part of letting go of control and acknowledging, hey God, it's not in my power that I'm transformed or made better or more like you. It's what you're already doing through me. And God will continue to transform you day by day. So as followers of Jesus this year, let's be communicating to God praising Him always and continually for what He's done through the words we speak in prayer and through the actions we do, the way we choose to live. Let that communicate to God how thankful we are. So this year, I wonder, what is prayer going to look like for you? I'm going to pray for us now. Dear God, we thank You that through Jesus' death and being raised to life, we can freely come before You speak to you and be in your holy and perfect presence. We praise you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, our companion who leads us with both the words to say and to understand what you have to say to us. I ask God that for all of us, prayer would become a priority in our lives and grow as a pattern of communication with you. Please continue to sanctify, transform us for your glory, God. Now echoing the words of Paul in our reading today. The grace of Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek.